Welcome to the first ever Latinas Be Like Us episode, a new podcast about Latinas making it in the United States. And I'm so excited to have Heidi Rojas here with us. Heidi is a number one hit songwriter, artist, first generation Latina, and mother of two based in Los Angeles. After many years of writing for other artists, including Little Mix, Cheryl Cole, Dove Cameron, and Pitbull, Heidi is very excited to have released her debut single, La Situación, in February, follow-up single, Mother Creator, in March, and a new single, Jefa, in July. She loves empowering women, Latinas, madres, and more with her Spanglish anthem and hopes to make a big impact as she continues to heal and process her experiences through music. Thank you, Heidi, for joining us. I'm so excited. It's such an honor. I'm a big fan of your music, and um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That means so much, and I'm just honored to be the first person. Congratulations on your podcast, and this is so exciting. You did it, and uh, you're doing it, and it's amazing. I'm happy so to be much, here. Andy. Yeah. Let's talk about Madre Creator. I'm such a big fan of that song. It's so powerful. Where did that inspiration came from? Thank you. Yeah, Madre Creator was a song that I wrote because um, out of a need for an empowerment anthem for mothers. I I have a four and a half year old and a two and a half year old. So uh, like as a cinco años, I became a mom and it was, it rocked my world. It changed my whole life. And so it was really hard. It was really rewarding, really amazing. But sometimes I question myself. I experienced mom guilt. I had all these crazy feelings and questions and worries. And I just, um, I felt like I really needed to just trust in my inner knowing, in my inner goddess, in my the wisdom that is just inside of me. And so I just thought, you know what, I just need a mom empowerment anthem. And uh, I think maybe some other moms do too. I had dealt with postpartum depression and just, you know, really adjusting to that this new life. And so this song just came out of a need for something to remind me um, who I am and how powerful women are. We need people like we can do anything. So that's that's my anthem for for all the mamas, not just mothers and creators of people, but like businesses and household where all women are just creators of all things. And so, um, yeah, that's what that came from. I love it. I love it. I mean, it. I definitely can relate, especially about the whole giving birth, becoming a mother, and then kind of just trying to readjust yourself. And how are people, like people that you've talked to, how have they, you know, received the song? Like, what are some of the feedback that you've heard from, you know, like from your friends, from people that you talk to? Like, how are they taking the song? Yeah, there's so many people who message me and tell me that they listen to the song as their affirmation every morning. You know, other moms who've told me that they feel like limitless, like they feel so powerful and so strong when they listen to it. And that it's just, it's a bunch of affirmations that we deserve to really believe about ourselves. And so when people say, oh, I've put it into my yoga practice, I put it into my rowing class, I've it's part of my playlist and that, you know, like all these amazing empowering playlists and that women are creating. It just, it's an honor because I actually had a video 
that went a little viral, like uh, of just a live performance of it. And people were just so receptive to that live performance. I just saw a cajon. And so I made a live performance uh, version of it. You know, just I, I really want to just I listen to people a lot. And so it's so meaningful that every all these women loved the song. It means so much to me. I remember actually one video in particular of yours. So for those who are listening, we actually connected through TikTok, which I really love. Such an amazing way of connecting with people that you otherwise would never meet because we're so separate. We are like living different states, but then this platform has allowed us to connect somehow and, and really identify and relate to each other. So I remember you talking about how it was some sort of retreat and, you know, like that's kind of, kind of how you had the inspiration of the song. So what was that retreat and, and how did those two connected and Madre Creator was born? Yeah, my friend had a mama retreat and it was just three hour day of connecting with ourselves. And so she had, uh, you know, somebody having acupuncture, like those ear beads. She had someone doing, giving us B12 shots. She had someone she did a sound bath and it was just at her house and it was beautiful and so specially curated for moms. And so I, that energy there were, you know, we went around and talked about our experience as mothers in that this that season. And so many women were saying like, I'm, I'm coming back to myself. Some of them had 12 year olds. Some of them had me. I had a two and a half and a four and a half and all coming back to themselves in a way, starting their own businesses or doing. I was so inspired by these women who were renewing their vows to themselves, which is just like so important when we give our bodies and our minds and ourselves to our kids and our family so much. And so I went into the bathroom and I just was like, oh, I'm so pumped by these women. And I just started, I was like, yo soy la madre, I'm the creator. I just started singing it into the mirror. And then madre, madre, creator. And I was like, I don't know what a madre creator is, but I've never heard anything like that's not a thing, but I'm going to make it one because it just feels powerful. I just got goosebumps when you when you told me that story. And, and <laughs> you know, it makes so much sense. Like you're renewing your vows or you know, like of being a mom, being a woman. And yeah, I mean, like it really is an affirmation song. It really is something that you can use in your everyday to pump yourself up whenever you're feeling maybe not so good or maybe you are feeling good and you just need a little bit extra to continue in your life. So yeah, that's just incredible. Yeah, those good sponsors are still around. Tell me about that transition between writing songs for other artists and deciding to release your own music. What happened there? How, how did that come out? Was something organic or was, or was it something that you've been just like thinking for a long time and so how, how did that change happen? So I moved out to L.A. 13 years ago. I wanted to be the Latina Lauren Hill. I wanted to be an artist. I was an artist. But then I started writing for other people and really fell in love with that. So then fast forward and five years ago, I start having kids and I just thought, well, I'm going to pour into other artists or, you know, that'll just be my career. But then over the last 10 years of therapy, after having kids and having changed, been so changed as a human being and really trying to be the best person I can be, these songs just started pouring out of me. Uh, songs about reclaiming my Latinidad, songs about self-acceptance, about generational healing, about motherhood, about setting boundaries, about being a, a girl boss. And I realized pretty quickly that these were not songs for me to pitch and send off to Camila Cabello or Shakira and other artists. I was like, these are actually songs about me, for me. And I, I think I need to release them myself. 
And when I told my husband, he was like, what does that look like? You're 36. You have two toddlers. Like, where are you going to find the time? What are you going to, you know, at this point, I'm, I have my own songwriting coaching business too, where I help artists release their, their own music all over the world. And, and it's like, where do I find the time? And he, I said, I don't know, but I just feel like I'll be 80 years old and I'll be, I'll resent anyone who stood in my way. And he was like, okay, I'll do it. Figure it out. And with TikTok, you can build a community of people who relate to anything you put out there so easily that it just felt like, okay, now's the time. So I started putting up La Situación and then Madre Creator, and it just was like natural, just felt like, okay, there's something here. And so here I am. Amazing. Well, so you mentioned you have a business. Well, tell me about that. Like, how how did that start? And uh, oh my god! And I have so many follow up questions. I just don't know. Oh, no, no, sorry, but yeah, what? Where did that business started, and how is it going? Came from um like a, the enjoyment of working with artists who had just signed debt record deals, and they were just starting out and helping artists understand and find their voices and their style as as artists. And so then from there, I was like, you know, then the pandemic hit. I became a, a mom, and my Time became more limited. What I was willing to go do was, was different. So then I started coaching business during the pandemic because it really normalized Zoom for everyone. So we were, I was able to kind of, you know, work with people all over the world. And so then, um, yeah, from that, I mean, it's, it just kind of grew really quickly and was amazing and um, is still an amazing opportunity for me to help other people release songs that they're proud of. And express themselves to write for so many amazing artists like how did you were you able to open those doors for you like how did you connect was living in los angeles the right place to make those connections and uh yeah so how is that working are you still writing for an artist or are you just focusing on your music i'm really only coaching and like working on my own project now Writing for other artists is really fun. And with given the right opportunity that I feel like really qualified for, I would do it again. But it's also really hard. The music is so, there's just so much of it. It's really hard to, without being intimately involved in a project, which takes a lot of time, it's hard to make money. It's hard to like really justify, okay, I'm going to go leave my kids. I'm going to pay somebody a ton of money an hour to hang out with them. And then Maybe the song will come out. Maybe the song will make money in eventually in a couple of years. Like it really, it's not a model that I can really support doing at this time in my life. So I really enjoy working with artists through my coaching. And then just doing my own thing is not only inspiring one creatively, so makes me feel so whole, like I'm doing something that's impacting not only like little Heidi, but also hopefully other people. And I'm hopefully starting something that can become something greater. And so investing into that is more how I'm spending my time right now. More well, into you right now. Yeah. I totally get it. I mean, I'm an artist too. And I, when you mention performing and music and songs and all of that, it, it takes a lot of work. And uh, there's just not enough time in the day to really do that and be a mom. So uh, that's where all the changes in your life start happening and how you have to rearrange and focus on what's really important. The gringos call me exotic. My gente call me Martina. Don't know where I belong. It's 
been like this since I was a Nia. I'm too brown, no, I'm too light. Too colorful or too uptight. I can never get it right. Get us set job. Can that be enough sometimes? So you mentioned Let's Eat this Yarn. That's where I wanted to get to. Actually, before I met you on TikTok, I think it was the same year or before or the year before I met you. I was riding on my I mean my car and then I heard La Situation, but I, I you know I didn't put it two or two together and then you mentioned like yeah I wrote this song La Situation I was like that brings a bell and like I totally heard this song before and it was like wow like like it, it was just like so amazing to me talk to me about La situación and the experience of being, you know, like the Latino living in the United States and growing up, you know, all those uh, feelings that you might be, you feel like you don't belong. And, and I guess, you know, like this song also help you heal. And I don't want to take your word. Yeah. So I grew up in the Midwest suburbs of Chicago. And so there was just not a lot of diversity there. And so I was like the brown kid in, you know, predominantly white school neighborhood and so I didn't really I hadn't pinpointed that I was different because I was brown or because I was you know a different culture it just I knew I was different and so I tried really hard to just be like all the other people which I then grew up and learned was just a form of assimilation and trying to survive by blending in um well so then then I, I go to visit my cousins and I see family or I'm in a predominantly Latino area and of my life, like family. And and I felt like I was the gringa. I felt like I was left out because I wasn't Latina enough. I would get made fun of. So whether it's the way I dressed or how I talked or just the, my accent in Spanish or anything. So I, yeah, I carried that. I told myself a lot of stories about my worth and my value and who I was based on the way that I was treated by these different people. And I felt it up into my 30s. I still struggle and work through it now. But I decided as I was like reading books and watching TV shows, and there was this one scene in Vida by, on Stars that was just like, she decided that she was going to use this Nina Kinina kind of feeling as her superpower. She's going to adapt and she's going to be her whole self. And I was like, that's me that I need to do that. That's how I have to move forward in this world in order to feel, in order to just be myself and love myself. So I wrote La Situación out of a need to express that in words because, and as a songwriter, it's my, the most eloquent way I can express myself is through writing. And I wanted my husband, who's a gringo, to understand why his experience in certain rooms is so different than mine. So I wrote La Situación. It took like 15 minutes. I wrote it in bed at seven in the morning before the kids woke up and, and I sang it to him and I was sobbing and I was just like, this is how it feels. This is what I go through. And and so he was like, okay, I see you. You know, I'll never be able to understand, but I see you. And that felt incredible. And I thought if other people can relate or validate that experience, we can start having some tough conversations. And I think that they're necessary and that everybody should feel like they're enough. So that's where La Situación came from. And it was really out of a desire to heal those younger parts of me, those parts that felt hurt by not feeling like I was enough. And then sharing it was just kind of the icing on the cake. I was, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's where La Situación came from. 
And that's another song that has been a hit. People are commenting. Like I always see all, you know, like all your videos about it and how they're like, yeah, I can totally relate. Um, it's, I'm a Latina, but obviously I wasn't born here. I don't have the same experience, but I can understand and I can try to put myself in your shoes and doesn't seem fair, you know, like not feeling like from one way or the other, like everyone should just be accepted no matter where they come from. So, um, Nidia, Nidia, yeah, definitely, definitely makes total sense. And we're all, you know, we're all part of this world. So it really doesn't matter where you are, where you come from. That's not your value. Your value is your whole being. So, yes. I'm pulling up a mess up on me and the copayena. We got cosa para brindar. And we still might feel imposter syndrome. We're just healing from a system that never thought we'd get this far. But here we are, sitting in a rhythm. This ain't just an attitude. I'm making heifer moves. Not trying to exclude. Keep up with my Now, heifer got released in July. Mm-hmm. Walk us through the creative process of that song. And... This particular video of you on TikTok really got to me when apparently your ex-boss was there and you were speaking. <laughs> so I want to hear about that. I want to know the tea about it. Yeah, so so Hefa came out of this um, desire to have like a song, well, for Latinas, Hefa's women with dreams and ideas because we are, as Latinas, the most, the fastest growing small business in the country. So we are really making major waves in fueling the economy with over a trillion dollars of business. And so I I just felt like we needed like our anthem, our song that says like, pull it up a mesa, pa mi gente copa llena, mira cosa para brindar. Like we have stuff to celebrate and we still might feel imposter syndrome, but it's just, we're just healing from a system that thought, never thought we'd get this far. But here we are, we're setting a new rhythm. That's the I always, somebody needs to say that loud so that we can say, la, 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 jefa. Like I am, we are making jefa moves and we're not going anywhere just to take up that space and to say those things boldly in a song just felt right. And then I was let go from a job. I worked at a record label. I was let go from a job. And, and it's funny to see people from your past in environments that are completely outside of what you, you know, when you saw, last saw them. But yeah, uh, she, she was super nice, but she also just didn't get me. She was like, you know, she'd bring me into her office and be like, you talk about your family too much. I need you to stop. And I was like, okay, maybe I'd mentioned my family like four or five times in the course of a certain amount of time. And I was like, but I think that was just her culturally not understanding that like my family is everything to me. And I bring them up in conversation because maybe I just moved to Nashville to, you know, I'm just new here and I don't have very many friends. And so, or maybe I'm just a Latina who talks about my family a lot, or maybe I'm just a, but that was just an example of stuff where I was like, it's a trigger point for her because maybe she doesn't, I don't know, have a close, I don't know. It was weird. So uh, those that, are that is, that is weird. I'm sorry. Isn't it? That, that is weird. Like, isn't it weird? Like, like, yeah. And I was just kind of like, yo, I'm Latina. Like I talk about my family a lot because they're at the core of everything that I do and they inspire me. But I stopped and then little things like that. And then so she came one day and was like, I just don't feel like you're committed to your job. And, and I, at the time I was attempt to hire. So I'd been there for 10 months and legally you can't, at least at the time, you can't have a temp 
working for you for more than a year without giving them benefits. So I was like, well, I, I'm not committed to my job because it's like, I can't work here for much longer. You have to give me benefits. Are you going to do that? And she was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, I got to go. And she, so she let me go. She fired me and was like, you know, we can still tell everybody that you are going off, like you've chosen to go off and do another opportunity and we could have a party for you. And I was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh my God. No, she sounds horrible. She was all right, but she, yeah, she, we just, she just wasn't for me. You know, she didn't want yeah. me to, she didn't want me to succeed in the way that I needed somebody to like really believe in me. So I just, yeah. I, it was the best thing for me to go. And then to ironically sing this song for her to hear this song and be like, okay, maybe that's why we didn't get, you know, we didn't get along that much because I was a hefa working for a hefa. Like I need to be, be doing my own thing. So. You need to be your own hefa. It worked out. Exactly. You need to be your own hefa, but I'm exactly. sorry. Like, that was her stepping on. She shouldn't have said that. That that's that's <laughs> so weird. Like who says that? And I think she probably had some trauma with family because yeah, nobody in their right mind would say anything like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, like she. I'm so sorry that happened to you. But yes, you <laughs> you need to be your own half up. Totally. There's no fake it till you make it. I'm cooking. I know the greatest of all this you've ever tasted. Viviendo en mi gloria, I'll be stuck in tu memoria with all I'm about to show ya. And I'm never forgetting how I got here. I remember the blood sweat tears. I've been standing taller since I'm walking in my power. I don't even need my high heels. This ain't just an attitude. I'm making hefa moves. Not trying to exclude. Keep up with my hefa We're running out of time, but I have two more questions for you. Okay. Is there one thing they would like people to know about you? And then what would that be? And I know, you know, like you cover a lot of like a lot of your inspiration and music, but what would that be? That one thing that you would like people to know about you? Yeah, I, I am, I'm a 36 year old toddler mom. I'm a wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a sister. I'm a friend. And I am navigating through this world in a way that I hope inspires others to do the same. I'm making mistakes and accepting and loving myself through them. And I'm creating songs and writing songs and releasing them fully outside of my comfort zone with the desire to help and empower other Latinas, other moms to, to just discover and to really love themselves. I hope that that's the legacy that I leave for my kids at the end of the day. It's just about ese legado, you know? So I'm... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's who I am. What's coming up for Heidi in the in the near future? Besides, you know, like all the amazing, you know, like what are you? <laughs> are there any songs coming up or like what what's happening? Yeah, so I mean, I made a commitment back in June. I was like, I'm gonna release one song each month now. Like, I'm not gonna gatekeep these songs. I'm just gonna put them out because I feel like they'll just, you know, more will happen when they're out. So I think I'm just going to continue releasing music. I'm hoping to have more performances and more collaborations in the future and, you know, just grow my community. I want to write children's books based on each song that I have. I want to write, I want to do a whole children's album of just like mantra songs and for kids. And like, I want to do, there's just so much that I want to do. I want to have my own line of a fashion line that's just based around the lyrics of my songs that are empowering. There's just so many ideas. And so I hope that people check me out and stick around and, and become a part of it because I'm hoping to do some cool things. Well, I'm sticking around. And uh, if you ever Thank are you. in the East Coast, mm -hmm. please, 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 please. There's so much that, you know, like we can continue to talk about. But as again, you know, like we run out of time and I'm so <laughs> So happy to have Heidi Rojas here. 
please follow her on all the main social yes. platforms. Uh, what are the best places that they can reach? Yes, you? it's all Heidi Trojas music. So it's uh, Heidi, H-E-I-D-I-R-O-J-A-S music. That's on Instagram, TikTok, Heidi Rojas on Spotify and Apple Music, all of the streaming and purchasing sites. Yeah, that's... Um, I would love to, yeah, please reach out. I would love to know who you are. And and uh, if there's any song ideas that you have, if you need, hey, I need an empowering song for this thing I got to go do, <laughs> let me know and I'll write you one. Oh my God, I love it. We all need that empowerment. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Heidi Rohan, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, thank you yeah, so much. a big fan. <laughs> thank you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah.